Hey metalheads, you like tattoos? Of course you do. If you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, come on over the bridge to Clarksville, Indiana and get you some ink done at Ageless Art. If ink isn't your thing, they have a piercing studio as well. Visit agelessartclarksville.com to see some frequently asked questions, meet the staff. The shop is open Monday through Thursday, 12 to 8 p.m., Saturdays, 12 to 10 p.m., and Sundays, 12 to 6 p.m., all appointment-only spots. You can set up your appointments by phone at 812-283-1793 or email agelessarttattooandpiercing at gmail.com and someone will get you set up for your first or your next tattoo or piercing. Hey, Metalheads, after going to a Rager, what's your ultimate go-to? Mine is totally pizza. So when Overload is playing or I'm promoting the Metal Forge Live showcases or the big goddamn metal show, I go to Pizza Donisi. Pizza Donisi is gourmet artisan pizza from right here in Louisville, Kentucky. It features things like the pizza of the month, the sandwiches, and also vegetarian and vegan options, which is so totally fucking cool for all, all of it's It's awesome pizza. You definitely want to go. Hey, and also, from time to time, they do cannolis. Oh, so fucking good. You know what they said, man. Leave the gun, take the cannoli. Yeah, just like that in Godfather. They're located right next to the Mag Bar at 1396 South 2nd Street. So either stop in or call in at 502-213-0488. They're open till midnight. The witching hour. Heineken? Fuck that shit! Pax Blue Ribbon! Hey, metalheads, you all hear me talk about Magbar all the time. It is the home to the Metal Forge Live showcases and is an integral stop in the Ultimate Underground Metal Tour schedule. They obviously feature live music, but the Magbar also has daily specials like Pint and Slice Night on Tuesdays with Pizza Donisi, but they also do Bring Your Own Vinyl on Thursdays with DJ Kent Jackson and Finer Things Sundays located right next to Pizza Donisi at 1398 South 2nd Street open 3pm to 4am 7 days a week get your asses out to the mag bar rock out For 45 years in keeping Louisville weird, Electric Ladyland has been there for all your eccentricities. While they do offer the best smoking supplies out on the market today, there's a whole lot more to check out. From ashtrays and blacklight posters, to records, incense and burners, and items to stock your metaphysical supply. They are open from 10 to 10, 7 days a week. Located at 2325 Bardstown Road in Louisville, Kentucky, and at electricladyland420.com. Roll out. 
the year was 1979, and all the world was caught up in disco and Star Wars. But in Louisville, something was happening. A young entrepreneur named Ben had a vision to be the best record store in all of the city. Fast forward to 2023, and Better Days Records is still going strong. Still, after all these years, owned by the same guy. We have had some trips and falls along the way, but so does life, and Better Days is here to stay. With two awesome locations at 921 Barrett Avenue and at 2600 West Broadway, Better Days are surely in your future. In a broken wasteland, I come to my fire. Blood and steel upon my fire. What's going on, Metalheads? Thank you all for tuning in this week to The Metal Forge. My name is Mark Jackson, and I am your host. And with him again, as always, is Jason Gardner from the Heavy Metal Wasteland. What's up, everybody? (laughs) What's going on, Jason? We're doing this kind of live... uh, on a Wednesday night recording uh, segment here for the monologue for the Metal Forge this week, which features Mr. RF Trainer from Tower Hill. Dude, like, this band is so fucking awesome. Like, I don't know if you've got to listen to them or not, but they're pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I only listened to the snippet that was on your preview. Actually, I need to, I need to do this actually before this episode airs for real. Uh, so I got two days to uh, get my ass in gear and check them out. Right. Well, they, you know, they only do have a a three song EP. Okay. So it shouldn't be too hard to do. No, no excuses. No, and it, and it's actually cool because it is on the uh, NWO THM. Uh, YouTube page okay, uh, as well so that's that's pretty cool and like I really really dig their sound because you know they are the power metal and everything but but it, it, it's cool and they do look cool and, and everything and I'm glad even on the EP as we talk about in the show uh, is what it is uh, I'm excited for what's to come with the album Honestly, right. with the, with the whole band working together. So yeah, but we'll get into that here in a minute, dude. Jason, while we're here uh, doing this kind of live thing, tell tell everybody about uh, Steel and Stone Fest. 
again? Yes, always uh, again. Well, November 10th here in Asheville, uh, our home base. Uh, it is uh, $12 in advance at the, uh, for the pre-sale lane, 15 at the door to the show. Six bands, uh, all hell will be opening, and then it will be my band, Temptation Wings. And, and then, then my band, band Overload. Overload. And then Oblivion Throne, Children of Reptile, and then the amazing uh, Twisted Tower Dyer, uh, local NC Tower of Metal Legends here from uh, North Carolina. Fuck yeah, man. See, and that's cool because later on in this episode, uh, RF and I talk about stealing Stonefest and how he he legit marked out over Twisted Tower Dyer playing and I was like oh and by the way this is also supposedly their only appearance this year yeah supposedly I mean at least in North Carolina uh, I can confirm that I've been told from the source himself Uh, maybe another show um, the same weekend if I can get something lined up but it seems uh, it seems I was a little late uh, being you know five months out from uh, that weekend to start looking for a second show. Right. I've been striking out everywhere. I'm like Jesus. Is there too many bands? Or what the fuck is going on? Too many five bands and, and not enough venues. Give me a fucking house show to play. If, if we'll play a house show and but we won't play for beer. No. <laughs> no. Um, seriously though, yeah. Hit us up, man, like metalforgeradio at gmail.com. Fucking, we want to play show a show on uh, November 11th. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Thing, yeah I was just writing someone to follow up on an inquiry uh, when you started, when you ambushed me on this segment. So. Nice. So, see, that's, hey, it works out perfect. So, I'm glad I did. So, anyway, uh, what else you got going on, man? Well,. Just in band life, not much. We're just writing songs. We've got about four really good, solid ideas. Some are almost done. Some are, you know, just being uh, twisted around to, uh, you know, be a TW sounding. Um, always looking for booking shows. And um, right now, uh, as a music fan, I'm pretty uh, engaged. There's a, there's a lot coming out, and I just seen today that Knight announced that their uh, debut uh, album is being re-released by Century Media on Vinyl. Wow! So um, on top of all the other shit that I need to buy, here's <laughs> another one. I'm like, great, yeah, why not? Throw it on the pile. And you know, I will say, I bought that on CD. And I absolutely love the CD print of it because it's got a foil cover. Yeah. And it's it just so great. Like, the gimmick of the foil cover, I just absolutely love it to death. And I think more bands need to do shit like that, I think. Well, I think more bands, um, at least uh, unsigned bands, would do more adventure stuff if they uh, if it was cheaper. A lot of this stuff is expensive. Right? So, it really is. Like, I mean, outside of Kunaki or like maybe even like CD, maybe doing some dual cases or, or uh, digipacks. Like True. the fancy stuff like that is like it's pretty hot now, and you know everything's digital now. And I mean, stuff sells pretty good on the merch table, but CDs really just don't like vinyls sell good, sets sell good, but everyone's just kind of like, eh. 
I don't know. We go through phases. We go through, even still today, we go through phases where somebody will pick up and they'll see that we'll have like most of our stuff on the table and be like, wow, man, that's an awesome collection. I mean, yeah. is that all of it? And then I'll have to say, no, this one's currently out of print and blah, blah, blah. Right. And uh, and then, then they'll just still go ahead and pick up everything. And it's like, wow, holy shit, that's cool. <laughs> even to yeah, this day. I mean, Dude, if people will spend a dollar on us outside of door admission, I feel like right. seriously. It's like, it's like you didn't have to. Like we must have done something good for you to actually buy something. Or or you're just sitting there looking bored and the guy feels sorry for you and just buy the butt. And it can go one of two ways. But uh, yeah. Maybe he just feels weird for like passing by you and decides to make it not awkward when he just walks off. Right, uh, or he's waiting for you to just, just like here, man, take a button. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure we've had a few of those mercy sales um, in our day. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I've definitely played a show at a place where nobody turned up, but like the like the six people who did <laughs> completely cleaned us out on merch. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that I can name like maybe one, possibly two shows out of the uh, however many years we've been together now, 16, I think, um, that we've never sold anything. And that was like early on. We usually sell at least something every show. That's cool. That's cool. So, fuck yeah. Well, dude, I'm looking forward to stealing stone. Obviously, the fucking big goddamn metal show is going to be October 13th at... 21st in Germantown and then October 14th at the Mag Bar. Let's let's make that clear. Day 1 is at this bar. Day 2 is at this bar. Got it. Get two it. Two shows, one fest. It's two shows, like, uh, one fest. Yeah. Big goddamn metal show. It's, it's a big goddamn to, uh, weekend. It's a three girls one tub I think. And honestly, that's, you know what? That's maybe your next four, dude. That's maybe your next four. No, it's not. Uh, and honestly, you know what? Fucking, this is going to be a metal fucking, a fucking hardcore metal fucking weekend. Yeah. Because not only do you have the big goddamn metal show on Friday the 13th at 21st in Germantown, the fucking, uh, the 14th at Magbar in October, but on the 15th at Portal, it was just announced that Zeke and the Hookers are going to fucking be in town fucking playing that night at Portal. So it's going to fucking be a fucking awesome-ass fucking weekend of shows. Don't fucking count me into doing anything that weekend. Yeah. I won't bother you, man. I know you'll be a Shit, because I'll definitely be going to see the Hookers, you know? They're, right. they're a... Uh, they're a fucking dream band to have on on the Metal Forge, actually. So I'll have to I'll have to talk to the guys and see if we can make it happen when they're here. Yeah, cool. So fuck yeah, let's go ahead and get into this episode with uh, RF Trainer here. So Jason, I'm gonna play a song out. So hey, you're gonna get to listen to one right now. This is from Tower Hill. This is Antigon.
metalheads, this week is super fucking rad for me because I have Mr. RF Trainer from the band Tower Hill here in the Metal Forge. And I I always love talking with bands from Canada because there's a certain um there is a certain laid backness about most of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, that's pretty accurate. Uh, we we're it's it's pretty chill up here. You know, everybody's pretty. Uh, 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 everyone's really chill. You know, I don't know if it's the weather or the beer or whatever, but we uh, we like to take it pretty easy. I, you know, it's the same with a lot of the. I got a bunch of buddies down in the Midwest and like Chicago and stuff, and very much uh, similar vibes. I feel like so. Yeah, Andrew from Tower. Sorry, RF Trainer. That's my stage name here from uh, from Tower Hill. Uh, nice to nice to be on the show. Definitely, and thank you for coming on. Um, and yeah, you were you were talking like the uh, the dudes from the Midwest. See, I'm a uh, Midwest guy myself. I am uh, Louisville, around Louisville, Kentucky. So yeah, when you're in like the uh, the Minnesota, um, Wisconsin area, yeah, you, there is a lot of that uh, bleed over into the laid backness. I think. Oh yeah, I think the, the, there's the similar accent, you know, too, like one we always have up here is a lot of people are like you're you're walking past someone in the supermarket and you bump them the first reaction is oh oh can i sneak right past you there bud right and only ever heard that in like from buddies <laughs> from chicago right yes so actually yeah. it's, it's it's pretty stupid we uh uh myself and actually a couple of our other members we were down in la earlier this year in june we went to go see halloween fantastic show awesome time really cool kai hansen doing heavy metal as a law was a bit of a bucket list moment so it was pretty sweet but we're we're down there and my we're you know we're we're there a few days earlier and we're going to some bars and stuff and we're we're chatting some some girls down there and they're like oh like where are you guys from and then my one friend instead of just wanting to be like oh we're canadian he said oh we're, we're from the midwest i'm like man it's it's, oh. it's close but it's not the same thing <laughs> no it's definitely not Canada. like what are you talking about no, because uh, it's definitely not the same thing. Because it's a lot bigger, a well, lot colder. <laughs> well, no, but even still, even the uh, just like the language differences and, the, oh, and yeah. the dialect difference. No, it, it, it's still a completely different thing. Like everybody yeah. here is yeah. fixing to do something. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, what? Hey, what? What's up? Well, I'm fixing to go down to the Stuckies and. <laughs> Yeah, you lost me on that one. I don't. I don't think I've ever heard that. Yeah, right. See, <laughs> our big thing is like, oh yeah, well, you know, we'll we'll go out, go out for a rep, you know, hack a dart, all that kind of kind of shit, right? Yeah. So, see, like, like Letter Kenny or whatever, Trailer Park Boys, like that's uh, it, it, it's definitely a stereotype, but it's it's also like pretty accurate. The big one too, where I'm from, like we're out in uh, in Alberta, so like Western Canada, right? Um, pretty like prairies, mountains. You ever see that show Fubar? Uh, it's like a movie, pretty good. It's basically about these two these two headbangers, and then uh, one of them finds out he's got testicular cancer, so they go on a road trip before he has to get one of his nuts chopped off. But it's uh, it's very accurate, and you you know you you meet people like that, especially some of the older dudes in the scene, and they're they're very much it's a it's a stereotype, but it's it's founded in reality. <laughs> Definitely, and yeah, uh, one of ours. Uh, one of our films that is that way for me is American Movie. Oh shit! I need to. I've heard about that. I haven't seen it actually. And and it's a it's a it's a passion project. It's a documentary right. of a guy making a film who 
finally after so long after so many renditions gets made and and everything it's just so good it is such a good film uh, so anyway, see, this is the uh, this is what I was talking about in the in the little pregame thing about saying we derail pretty regularly around here, and this being a conversation based podcast. <laughs> so Tower Hill, I'm assuming by the by looking at like the metal archives here, and you know what they say about assuming and shit, right? Uh, Based on you and me, that's right. Twenty uh, twenty. So I'm, to say. <laughs> what's that? That's what my grandma always used to say. Right, for sure, you know. Um, so 2020, and by yeah. the by the look on here, the the Fighting Spirit single uh, kind of demo was all done by you. Is that right? Yeah, that's that's correct. Um, so basically, uh, uh, to go a bit into kind of the history of, of Tower Hill, I uh, cut me off if I'm rambling too much here because it's a bit of a not a long story, but. Um, I used to live in this crappy apartment uh, in Edmonton here about like six or eight years ago with an ex-girlfriend. It was called, uh, the name of the apartment was Tower Hill. And the whole time I was there, like, you know, my, my other roommate, uh, actually a really good friend of mine who's still pretty involved in the band, he said, man, that'd be like the best name for just like an old school metal band. I'm like, yeah, it totally would. It totally would. So fast forward a few years later and that the pandemic kind of hit and everybody was kind of locked in their own, uh, own houses for a little while. And I just got into this writing mode and banged out those three songs. A few of them were idea stages earlier. Um, I thought, well, you know, why don't you use it? It's tower Hill. Let's go. So that's kind of how that out, that little demo came out. Um, the drums on that one were programmed, but I did get my buddy who's a drummer, actually Mitchell, who's now in the band, in the band, to kind of uh, revamp them for me, work on them for a bit. Uh, but all the guitar playing, all the bass on that, except for I think one solo, and then all the vocals is just yours truly. Dude, see, that is awesome. And I commend bands who could do that because... I am very much a one-track mind. I can play guitar, uh, right. like rhythm guitar and slow solos. I'm not a sweep solo player. I can't fucking shred or nothing like that. Oh, man. Yeah, no. I, <laughs> I find a lot of my solos are like, whenever I'm writing a solo, it's kind of pushing it just to the limit of what I'm capable of and then trying to squeeze a, that little bit more. I get there, you, right? But yeah, it's, it's for sure. <laughs> it's always a struggle. That's and, why I'm so happy I have like actual guitarists on our new album who are in the band, uh, Jeremy, Chris, great dudes, and they can shred like way, way, way more than I can. So it kind of freezes up a bit to do a bitch a, a little bit more stuff, right? Oh, absolutely. And and see, and I'm that way with with my bass. I think I try to push everything yeah. up to the point and and like try that. to do something new ex, next each outing, right? Whether it's in uh, like getting my singing and playing better, you know, or learning just this new like this new little nugget of knowledge and saying, "Hey, I've been doing this screwed up the entire time." (laughs) Oh, and I think that's that's one of the struggles I have with with playing. Right, is when you like realize like, "Oh shit, I've been doing this wrong." the entire time like how do you kind of like then unlearn that habit right it's uh it's tough because i'm i'm starting to look into doing vocal lessons now uh just you know i'm i'm hitting my 30s i want to make sure that i'm uh 
preserving the voice, especially if we actually kind of get get anywhere from this. Uh, well, any, anywhere more than we've already gotten, right? Like I, I want to be able to do a tour and not burn out or blue like blow my voice out and be have to take some time off from 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 the singing and stuff. So I'm what I'm really dreading is having to be like shit. I've been doing this wrong the whole time. Right. I've because it's all self-taught. It's just karaoke, and then turning that into kind of a, oh, this works, this doesn't work. You know, let's let's go from there. So there's going to be a lot of uh, probably bad habits and maybe so hopefully some good ones too to kind of uh, hone there a bit. So definitely, and I think uh, the tour thing is making sure you know your stride and knowing <laughs> what what is too much and what is you know just right. And, you know, going on, like, for example, there are certain bands that if you ever notice when they tour, they don't tour consecutive days anymore. Exactly. And and that goes for anybody, whether it's they're at the top level of the game of doing, like, arenas and stadiums, or if they're even just playing in the bar, you'll notice that some bands don't do that because, or they'll go two days or three days on and a day off. So, yeah, everybody needs it. The, the recoup oh, yeah. time and they need to get to the stride of what works for them. So yeah, you're totally right on that with, you know, the habits and, and whatever we all develop on the road type shit. Yeah. And like part of it, I, I think too, I guess, is I guess like knowing kind of your, your strengths and your kind of limitations in that regard. Right. Like I, uh, I found a big part with, with vocals have been learning the, the mic control, you know, relying on the mic to do the work. And they're not over singing to the point that you're you're not able to kind of uh, to hit hit those notes, right? So I there's a, there's some videos of us on on YouTube that I'm less than proud of the vocal delivery on that, but uh, we've taken that under advisement and we're we're trying to hone that up a little bit more. So uh, it's we're 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 working on it. And I'm I'm feeling pretty confident about our next uh, next batch of stuff coming up here. You know, we're uh, planning some gigs, most likely just in the kind of. Uh, Western Canadian area here in the in the fall and in the spring, and I'm I'm pretty optimistic those are going to go over really well. Hell yeah, and that's you know that's exactly what I want to go with this as well. Um, so the the EP single demo whatever it's being called, uh, I get a little hazy on when there's less than like five songs, I guess, because <laughs> some people mark it oh, yeah, as a single, yeah. some people say it's an EP still. So well, when, that was the thing, right? Like we wrote this, and I just said it's fighting spirits. It's it's a demo, right? Okay. Because uh, the goal was really to pump it out there. Uh, hopefully have some labels listen to it, uh, pick up on it, which ultimately we were successful in, which I'm really stoked about. But um, I've had a lot of people like, oh, this sounds like the production on this is too good to be a demo or like this, just call it an EP. I'm like, man, I don't I don't even know. Like I'll just, I'll let the, the metallum of the world yeah, sort out. Yeah, just what call it. whatever just they call it, it right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But sorry, so man, go ahead. I, when, I did you, when did you realize that, oh, shit, this is this needs to be done live and you when did you decide that you wanted to put a band together to do it or has that always been the idea well actually interestingly enough the the goal originally with tower hill was strictly to do a one-man band um put out only only releases not actually do any any live performance um it, it really when i kind of initially wrote that 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 set of songs and put out that demo I didn't have sort of a bigger vision in mind of where this could go and whether there'd be potential for turning this into like kind of a, like an actual live touring project. Right. Um, what kind of set that off, I guess, was the, the demo got picked up by that, um, 
it's the YouTube channel. It's like new wave of traditional heavy metal. Yes. Yeah, I'm blanking on the actual title of it, but it's a fantastic channel. You know, full props to them. They do a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton of work and legwork for new unsigned bands in this sort of style. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would not even exist, I don't think, without uh, without that that outlet basically so when that got picked up uh, the demo got like a ton a ton of views on that i think about should be around like 15 or seventeen thousand uh, by now i actually that just looked before this oh, yeah. i looked just before this interview and it was just under twenty thousand. holy smokes okay wow yeah well, that's, it, it was 19 that's... and change so oh my goodness congratulations that is Mark. fucking Thanks amazing dude <laughs> yeah that's really good. So that got a lot of, uh, you know, and just especially that song, The Claws, The Law, that one kind of seemed to get a little bit of kind of like micro virality to it. Um, right. Just because the, the, the concept is so, so funny and on the nose, right? That a lot of people are like, hey, this is cool. They did a metal song about fucking white claw things. Well, so that okay. Off but here is the thing. I didn't want to get into this this early. So... I have to bring this back up, or we could just do it now. Okay. <laughs> so I follow you on on the Facebooks, and oh yeah, and you are a practicing lawyer, right? Not not quite, not quite. I'm, I'm you're an, close uh, to it. I'm a I'm an article student or student in law in my in my professional life, which I do not go by RF trainer. <laughs> no. So, well, okay. So there a, is a, a separation year, of the, of the metal versus the law here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Damn. The, the law kind of... Because, you know, I just want to point out that it's like, and I know I had, whenever you had uh, shared it and everything, I had congratulated you on it. And then I immediately posted a Saul Goodman fucking me which is you know that which is just me and you know it's like oh yeah don't even know each other from adam or anything at this point (laughs) and fucking but like my bandmates do the same shit (laughs) right well to me it's a thing it's an awesome point of sitting there and saying that it's a big fuck you to the socialite elitist fucks out there to sit there and say that you know you know, where they slump metalheads into like sleaze bags and fucking degenerates and shit that here you are, you know, fucking going to be an attorney, you know, and that's fucking awesome. Oh, thanks, man. That really means a lot. I, I, I really appreciate the kind words there. It's, it was a, it was a struggle and I, and especially with, uh, you know, the whole school stuff was over the pandemic. Right. So a lot of the shit you'd associate with, with going to law school, you know, all that interpersonal, contact all that was replaced just with with digital right so and i'm i'm not good when good, really great in that format it was it was interesting so i i you know i really appreciate the the kind words actually it's it's surprising too i have um maybe i don't know there's definitely a contingent of western canadian metalheads who are in bands but who are also high lawyer profile or lawyer adjacent professionals yeah so or or teachers Oh yeah, well our our guitarist actually uh, Jeremy Puffer, uh, one of my best friends, great guy. He's a he's a uh, he's just starting out his career as a as a as a teacher and as an educator. And I think part of that is uh, part of the the uh, I guess what makes that a, an interesting career is so much of it is telling stories, right? And 
one of the things that I love about heavy metal that I'm passionate about and that all of us are really is the ability of it as a medium to tell these these cool stories that other music wouldn't really touch on. So I, I think there's a little bit of overlap in there too. And I had some teachers and back in, you know, and in, uh, in, in school and even in my undergrad and stuff who were metalheads. And it was cool seeing that reflected in these professional people that I kind of admire who were like, gave me the suggestion like hey like i can i can do both of these things right i can write a song about how the 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 clause the law and also go on to you know uh, practice the law a little bit so it's it's cool right and and it is amazing and it's great that you bring that when you had when you realized that you had teachers who were metalheads too and stuff like that and you could you could get on uh on like a personal level with with some of them uh i remember the the first time that ever happened to me and I was in uh, eighth grade at the time, and it was my English teacher, and we were we were studying creative writing, and oh, yeah. doing, and he wanted us to write a song or a poem or whatever, and I just like completely plagiarized a song, of course, and <laughs> hell yeah, I love and. That. <laughs> Because it's like fuck this, I'm not gonna do this, yeah. you know. And uh, what I did was, what I, was it? <laughs> Pepper by the Butthole Surfers, which fuck was yeah, a uh, which was starting its popularity then, right. right? And he recognized the song, and he and he said, and he wrote on the paper, he said, "Are you sure this is not the song Pepper?" <laughs> and I was just and I turned and I turned around and looked at him and I gave a thumbs up and he did too and that was That's cool. Great. <laughs> his That's name so good. I love that. And I still remember his name. It it was Doug Peachy. And he was he was a cool ass dude. You know, pour it out to Doug Peachy wherever you are, brother. That's that's fucking sweet. I love that. <laughs> Fuck yes, to you know, to I, be. Uh, a... I had another. I got a story like that again from 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 eighth grade. It was a, a little bit less positive, but I had a, you know, I had just kind of got into into heavy metal. You know, it started around I was like, you know, 12, 11, 12 or whatever when I started discovering all these bands, all the big ones like Iron Maiden, Slayer. Um, Judas Priest, even I remember Manowar was one of the first bands I got into of all things. But uh, I was chatting with my a buddy of mine outside of our again eighth grade English teachers class, and where we're talking about uh, heavy metal and stuff like that. And I was mentioning I were talking about that album "God Hates Us All" by by Slayer, and then I guess my 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 teacher heard this as she was walking in. She's like. No, God only hates you. And I was like, ouch, right? Wow, <laughs> man. Catholic school, so a little bit on the nose, but she actually that it was it was in jest. And she she was a great uh great teacher, you know, recommended me some really, really fascinating books. Um I read Dune, uh, Canticle for Leibowitz, all those kind of really good sci fi stuff, which kind of I guess helped give me that kind of interest in the storytelling. So even though she wasn't a Slayer fan. Full respect to her wherever she is these days. <laughs> Getting even still, you know, the education that you did, like where you said, you know, turned on to things like Dune and, and all of that. That's awesome. That's a that's a positive outlook. And yeah, you don't might not get on with the Slayer with each other, but hey, <laughs> I'm sure, you know, I mean, there's something that I'm sure you like that, like maybe John Denver. I don't know. He's a storyteller oh, yeah. too, you yeah. know, and I dig him. Super sick. <laughs> so what is the ultimate goal here now like because you all you all have something new coming out is that correct 
Yeah, yeah. So to, to kind of rewind a little bit back to your you were asking about whether the goal is kind of to have the live band or not, right? And it initially the plan was is to have it kind of be a passion project of, you know, I put out some EPs, some demos of, of, of songs basically. But after that one kind of popped off, had that um that that interest that really, really kind of ran with it a fair bit there, we um we ended up getting an offer from a record label that I have always been a huge fan of, you know, big uh, big old school metal guy, um, No Remorse Records, who have fantastic bands on the label like uh, uh, Secret Outcry, you know, new 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 album, really good stuff. Of course, Eternal Champions. So we we had some interest from them, uh, and we ended up signing the deal with them. Uh, that that's kind of leading to the album that's going to be coming out later this fall. And one of the things that they had asked is like, well, like, what's what's the band? Like, send us photos when you have your full lineup, kind of. I'm like, wait, well, shit, I could totally put together a lineup and turn this into an actual, like, a live, a live thing and create some kind of more of a, like, a project that has legs instead of just sort of me turning out a demo every, every, every year or something like that. Right. So I ended up kind of uh, pulling some friends together from other bands that I've, I've been in. Um few folks that i really admire in the the local and regional kind of scene here and we decided to to kind of go with that and run with that so that the goal i guess then would be really to uh to be a a a touring heavy metal band i guess where we can uh hopefully play some festivals in uh in you know ideally other countries set up uh some uh some international shows tour locally um We've got the first album in the pipe, basically uh, just waiting, from what I understand, for the, the test press on that, make sure all the, the uh, I's are dotted and the T's are crossed, and then we'll be looking towards releasing that later this fall. Uh, we have about half of the second album written, which is going to be more of a kind of a collaborative effort between myself and the rest of the band, uh, as opposed to the demo and even most of this one, which has been kind of generally my my songwriting we're trying to kind of um expand on our 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 portfolio a little bit in that regard so really uh basically play as much shows as we can put out some amazing music and see where it goes i guess would be the long-term goal for tower hill here definitely and see that's amazing you know especially as you said you know going into your 30s doing this oh yeah (laughs) you know with it being a new venture you know and honestly in the grand scheme of things, I I hate to call 30s midlife, but for, for a lot of people, it is, you know. I'm feeling that, man. I'm totally feeling that. Like, I'm like, oh, shit, I'm actually, I, I have back pain now. Like, what the fuck is this? Oh, yeah, and I'm 10 <laughs> years older than you. Than and... Oh, my God. <laughs> right, and I just turned 40, Four. so, yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. My my condolences. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, one foot in the grave. No, um, but no, it, it's Get that out of there. <laughs> and what I mean by that is that it is a a thing where you know to be able to do that and be in your thirties. And I think you know ultimately, you know, we all have the friends who were doing this when they were like twenty two, and oh. you know, and you know, all the time from they were like fifteen or whatever. And, and it's like, wow, I wish I could do that, but I don't have that, but I'm like, you know, I think we all have to develop our version of that. If that makes sense. Absolutely. That, that totally makes sense. You know, and as, and as someone who's kind of had sort of these 
these dreams of of basically of heavy metal stardom since since a young age. It's it's very very cool to be finally start, starting to have those kind of like those goals and experiences come true to an extent, even a bit later in life, right? Like I, I never thought when I was 15, I'd actually managed to get a, a record deal with, for anything. Right. And it's, that's just such a, a cool thing. And then the, the, this tension and the stress that I have now is saying like, shit, like, can I, can I continue to manage this creative outlet and this, this goal and this, this experience? Well, I'm also trying to start my career as an attorney, right? So there's going to be a lot of balls in the air. But for me, an important thing is having that uh, that work life balance. And I think heavy metal as a as a thing gives a lot of uh, it gives a lot of people that ability to kind of let loose and have these cool experiences and meet new people, even when they're doing whatever else in their 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 work or their professional life. Like I I went down to Hell's Heroes actually the last two years. Uh, met this one dude great guy i think his name was carlos or something i'm trying to remember but uh i remember the first the first day on the friday night thursday night before the show even started he uh he was like working on his laptop doing some like oh qg qgis or whatever zoning stuff I'm like man are like are you at work right now he's like hell yeah brother <laughs> right? oh my like, god literally on the clock but he's he's just so dedicated to, to the rock that he's there and it's it's really cool to see and i think if you know if if folks can do that so can i right so hell yeah man and i think that's uh gonna be one of the things i think you might need to you might need to reassess your your go- uh your business goal here <laughs> the heavy metal attorney dude I'm telling you. Absolutely. There's potential, right? There's, there you know, is, uh, dude, because, like, he's a he's a dude for the people. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think that there's – there's it's, it's cool you mentioned that, actually. I've, since I've kind of had a – you know, got this – got through school here and had this certain kind of opportunity to learn a bit about how the law works, I've actually – I've had a few friends reach out to me saying, like, hey, I'm looking at signing this record deal. Hey, I'm looking at booking this this – this thing could you review this contract for me you know and let me know if there's anything i should be aware of you know any issues there you and go. I, I always caution them like I'm, I'm not technically a lawyer but i you know i'm happy to look it over and let you know if there's something that jumps out to me as as odd right so it's 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 just an, a, an interesting skill set and i think that there is potential to make make a practice in there i guess you know in addition to of course all the continuing to play music and stuff but it's it's something to consider and it's it's cool that you mentioned that and I, I i i've been kind of thinking about that a lot so well absolutely and you know shout out to chuck baxter uh from mm. kentucky here he uh is in a band called the char uh super super awesome uh punk band right and oh, and he is the gentleman who who had actually helped me get my trademark for the metal forge uh, oh, cool! And you know, it is awesome to yeah. to know to know people in the scene that way, and you know that that makes this this awesome, beautiful community of it. That's what I think about stuff like that. That you oh, know, yeah, that absolutely. we have, you know, that you know, you you are soon to be a hopefully soon to be a practicing lawyer. <laughs> I mean, Talk I, I, what. I mean, I'm sure you have to uh, take the bar exam and all of that, so still coming up so i i actually did i was doing some uh some studying for that uh immediately before this, before this uh, so 
it's, uh, the Metal Forge crashes bar studies. Oh yeah, <laughs> yes. Ah. So and it's you know it, it's cool, right? Our our guitarist Chris, he uh, he's a he's a um, I, to be honest, I I don't know how to describe what he does in like one 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 word or phrase, but he uh, he deals with a lot of like cybersecurity, a lot of uh, like social media management stuff like that. Wow. His his knowledge has been super useful to us in terms of kind of like cultivating how to develop our presence online uh-huh. um, making sure our accounts are like secure and everything uh it's 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 cool right it's nice when folks can kind of bring their own skills to the to the band yeah for sure and that is an amazing deal too you know we all have our own our own deals like that for for mine as well you know my private oh, yeah. life i i i sling auto parts you know so oh, man, i know a lot sick. of shit about cars and stuff yeah. like that if I ever need to rent, uh, reduce some tour van repairs. <laughs> yeah, give me a call. I might be able to yeah. get you something. Fuck yeah. You bet. <laughs> yeah, uh, especially, you know, if you're in the uh, Louisville, Kentucky area, for sure. Oh, well, that's, uh, that's definitely one of the goals. You know, I, I, I really, um, we're really hoping to get into, into the States probably in the, maybe the next year and a year after that. Uh, got a lot of good friends down there who are in some great bands. Love to Love to get get on the bills with them and stuff and do get out of the kind of uh the canadian bubble a little bit but it's you know it's it's a lot of that is easier said than done uh it's pretty expensive to book get those the the like the the touring visas and stuff that you need and logistical aspects are pretty challenging but we're we're optimistic we'll be able to make it work one day and uh get out a get out of out of dodge here so definitely man that's seeing that's awesome because yeah i think you know, getting the getting the one off shows is really good, and it makes you feel good. And then you're just like, "Wow, what?" I mean, uh, we're, oh, yeah. we're gonna go we're gonna go four hours away this time, or we're gonna go six or ten or twelve hours away, or we're gonna convert this to a whole weekend. And you know, and that's the exciting part. You know, when you oh, when man. you when you just do stuff like that. And up here, the distances are so freaking crazy. Like yes. it's, it's logistically touring Canada is is a challenge right like we the next nearest big city to where we live is three three and a half hours away and then from there if we wanted to go hit basically vancouver we're looking at like a full day drive so i we i think it'd be cool to one day do even just like a west coast tour and kind of be able to bang through those cities that are closer together oh and actually yeah to enjoy enjoy the drive and it have where you're not just making it like just in time right Oh, definitely. Yeah. Where you can do totally, you could do something like Vancouver, Seattle, oh, uh, yeah. uh, Vancouver, Seattle, Portland, uh, like Fresno, Boise, you know, and back up to like yeah, Billings yeah. and good, back good, up. Good little, good little loop there. Right. I know, uh, if you're going, if you're going out East in Canada, there's, I think there's one stretch of the road on the like through Ontario, you're going through like from Manitoba down to like Southern Ontario, you're driving for at least like 11 hours before you get to, to anywhere really. And it's, 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 it's a long, Canada's really freaking big. Actually, we're working on a song that'll probably be on our next album. And the lyrics are just about how like Canada is very big. (laughs) 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 Well, fuck dude, why not? it's played more more badass than that sounds, but it's 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 gonna be pretty fucking funny. <laughs> I love it. I I mean, 
there needs that you know metal does need that i think and that's great oh, you know because yeah. we all yeah. have our own things where we do that you know from motorhead had their com you know their comedy bits in in songs too absolutely i you know i think it's important that is as serious as heavy metal can be you know that we got to remember that like we're here to have fun um like you listen to a band like visigoth right like love those dudes great guys big fans met him a bunch super chill people um they all the songs are like yeah they're serious like sword and sorcery dungeons and dragons themes you know the revenant king he's gonna kill you with the sword but then they got songs like the mammoth rider or whatever which is about a guy who rides a mammoth and then salt city living about just partying in fucking salt lake city and like that is cool and that yeah adds as much fun to it and we're trying to almost have that same kind of energy where like yeah we'll have songs about like I don't know, like movies and space battles and shit. But then we have a song about like going for beers. <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> claw is the law. Around, right? Like, yeah, it's, it's good. <laughs> and, and see, that's where we come back to this before we switch over to the derailed segment, which we've already yeah, derailed, yeah. right? Oh, shit, is, sorry, brother. <laughs> no, this is awesome. This is, this is what it's all about is, uh, the heavy metal attorney, the claw is the law. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, it all works out eventually. So when, hopefully, is the new album going to be out? Well, we're, uh, we're we're basically just kind of waiting for the uh, the final kind of to get the test press back, make sure everything's all good to go. Um, we're, we're looking for a release window around, uh, I'm thinking, mid to late October to early November. Um, oh, yeah. We've got a couple tentative show bookings for the end of november that we're we're kind of hoping and expecting it'll be out before then um everything's all done it's minor saying is it's just kind of getting that sort of like the actual like the pressing and production ready to roll on it fuck yeah man that is awesome and i i i i want to go more into like the album and how cool it is but I don't want to scoop myself before that. Yeah, <laughs> before of, before like, this happens. Yeah, there, there will be a uh, a uh, a lyric video for the first single probably coming out the next. I'd say three to four weeks, hopefully. Okay. Um, along with kind of the track listing, we'll have pre-orders up on our Bandcamp once that drops. Um, it's gonna be super sick. Uh, very stoked about the artwork it's 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 gonna be great so those those three songs from the demo will be on the album again uh kind of re-recorded parts of them with uh like new drums a lot of new vocal work new solos so those are all kind of sort of a reimagined bulked up enhanced versions got a really cool guest appearance of uh jeff black good friend of mine from gatekeeper on one of the songs yes great solo uh, friend uh, friend uh, of the metal forge Oh yeah, yeah, good dude. Really He's good. Been Actually, here. he gave us a lot of uh, a lot of advice when we, I was kind of getting this getting this off the ground, just in terms of how to how to approach getting a record deal and how to kind of uh, like what works, what doesn't. Super good guy. Yeah, I, I lots of respect for Jeff. Lots of respect for Gatekeeper. Fantastic fucking band. Um, very good example of not taking yourself too seriously as them. I, I saw them this year at Hell's Heroes, and they're they're <laughs> whipping fantasy novels into the audience. Just fantastic <laughs> definitely so, yeah the works yeah um feeling good it should be it should be pretty cool um about six i think six more new songs on it as well plus the three from the demo and then we got a bunch in the works for the next uh next couple albums 
Hell yeah, man. Definitely looking forward to it. So oh, thanks, man. We'll definitely be plugging it when the uh, release date comes out for sure and oh, saying, hey, we definitely need to go get this. I can give one one little spoiler. So the artwork, we've got the the amazing Andreas Marshall mm. from uh, Sodom fame, Blind Guardian. Uh, he did some stuff for, for Immolation. So we're going for that really that cool, that airbrushed art kind of that you'd see on the side of a van in the 80s stuff. Fuck right? yeah, and, dude. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned that, the airbrushed on the side of the van thing, because <laughs> oh, yeah. I uh, some friends of mine in the band Stormtoker just got a new van, and I told them, I was just like, dude, you need a van mural. You know, oh, anywhere you can put it, you need it, because they're dude, like a stoner groove band, and... Honestly, there was back in the day, they, they still have the vans, but I don't think they still use them for delivery. But uh, there's a pizza place that has like, um, it's called Spinelli's, and they uh, had Eddie painted on the vans. <laughs> like like Iron Maiden? Yes. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. <laughs> Not That's Eddie Murphy, so cool. no. <laughs> Which would be equally as great. What was he doing? Was he slinging pizzas or just just lurking around? Like that's, that's uh, he cool. had like okay, so the kill uh, the the one for the killers instead right. of the axe, he had a pizza cutter. Oh, that's so sick! Yeah, that's cool. You know, I, I that's one thing I love with Iron Maiden is like they they always do these these theme tour shirts for the different countries they visit. Like mm-hmm. last time they were here through through Canada, they had like Eddie riding a moose. Or like Eddie playing hockey or something. Yep. I feel that could be like the Italy one. Is you know he's just just slinging pizzas. <laughs> yeah, great. see that's great. And and you know and all of the other licensed or unlicensed things that have come out with that, where it's like the oh, man, yeah. like the Mandalorian with uh with like the big blaster like running into battle <laughs> or the or the stormtroopers. You know, you know you, you see all of that stuff and and it's cool. It's so cool. Yeah, and. Oh, that's, that's- to bring it back to the you know the legal lens for a thing you know i think like that's the extent when you know that you've come up with something cool is when people are like ripping it off in a way that's a tribute to you right like i think if you're gonna dig in your heels and get mad about that then like you gotta grow up a little bit right like and full respect to iron maiden as far as i know they've they've never sued anybody for trying to like do the trooper artwork with their own guy on it or whatever like that's right. super cool <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, and if that were the case, you know, they could have totally have sued, you know, oh, yeah. people like uh, Megadeth and and such. <laughs>
time of madness and deceit, its coming was foretold. And now, Soul Grinder has returned to become Building Crusher. From the band who brought you the prophecy of blight comes a terrifying new chapter that will leave you changed forever. This summer, dawn the armor of atrophy. Let plasma crush away and become so anyway, let's go ahead and switch over here to the general profile question segment called good, Derailed. What's that? I just said, sounds good, brother. Hell yeah. So five random questions about anything. Uh, Question number one is, do we control technology or is technology controlling us? Oh, you know, that's a good question. Um, To kind of contextualize, I think there's a, actually there's a guy from Edmonton. He's a kind of philosophy media scholar dude. Marshall McLuhan, who had this interesting kind of phrase, right? It's like the medium is the message. So I think that to an extent, technology can control you in that it's you're limited by the constraints, both like mechanical, physical, symbolic, of whatever the technology that you're using and how you can express an idea, right? For example, like if I'm um like how streaming has affected the music genre, the music scene and how like the release cycles work and stuff, right? Like um, there may be more pressure on a band to pump out a bunch of singles in advance of a album release in order to kind of get those plays and get that streaming revenue and stuff for the labels that you wouldn't have had before the advent of that technology, I guess. So in that sense, like, the technology and almost control what you're capable of kind of doing and what the limits of what's possible are. Mm-hmm. But I do think ultimately in a broader like societal sense, we're not yet at a point where things like AI and algorithms are truly dictating to us what we have to do unless we want to allow that to happen. In that sense, if you're kind of like inviting the demon in the door, it'll, it'll, it'll run your life, I guess. But I, I think yet we don't, we're not controlled by technology, but especially with the, you know, the growth of, of AI and algorithms. And especially you're seeing now stuff like AI doing artwork and composing music. And there's this thing I've been seeing where it's like people using an AI to like have James Hatfield sing other songs that he never sang. And that that strikes me as a very worrisome trend where we could potentially be getting to that stage of Definitely. technology controlling us more than we want it to. Absolutely. And that was one of the things that uh, in a few episodes back that uh, I had spoke yep. with uh, about some other people as well and oh, and about that happening and where, you know, when is it going to be a a point to where it's like okay we've really got to you know take a look at this because like i said you know that's the one of the reasons why why the uh screen actors guild are on strike on strike right now and so right and yeah frankly that's that's horrifying the idea that like your image could be scanned and then potentially manipulated and used without your 
your awareness in a way that you're not making making any not being compensated for right uh, that's pretty horrifying right and that's i guess the the tension you know i'm a pretty uh like pretty pro-union pro-labor guy and i i i full respect for the the actors and stuff for for being willing to dig in their heels and and push back on that because that's 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 very dystopic in my opinion oh absolutely and you know and i think it you know, thanks to like ILM and Lucasfilm and stuff, they're the reasons for this because of the Peter Cushing thing. And right, and it's crazy that like you know back in the um, late '80s, early '90s, Crispin Glover sued over this this idea. Where really, yes, yeah. because yeah. he was not cast as George McFly in Back to the Future too. They had used a face mold of his from Back to the Future 1 and made a cast of his face and put it on another character or on another actor. That's creepy. And uh, he actually sued over that and won. So it's the same thing. It's just new technology. And and to to me, this is where fundamentally musicians are lacking because we as a group of people mm-hmm. could stand up to our respective governments and say this is not right. We you know what I'm saying? We put these this music on Spotify and Pandora that pay, pays even less than Spotify and <laughs> you know and yeah we do not get compensated. We need to change this. How do we change this? And no, yeah, well, that's a that's a good that's a tough question. Yeah, and that is where I see things going for us because you know with musicians that we can't do that for some reason we don't get that chance. But we're like right. actors have banded together to stop this. Musicians need to do the same thing. Well, I think you really hit the nail on on the head. Uh, right there, Mark, actually, that, like, it's that the actors, to an extent, they do have this sort of, like, collective organizational ability and consciousness and, like, awareness that, hey, we're all in this together. And as musicians, obviously, we, there's a lot of camaraderie and a lot of, a lot of support and a lot of mutual, uh, mutual aid in that sense, right? You know, I, I can't count the amount of times other bands in the region have kind of given us a leg up and given us pointers and everything. But they're, they're very much is that kind of like atomized and individualist culture in, in music, which is great because it's so right. creative and it's so individual. But then when it comes to coordinating these sort of industry-wide um, and organizational things, organizational efforts, it's how do you kind of, how do you even begin to start that like there's you know like it's something like the screen actors guild has it's been around for a long time and I, part of it i think maybe has to do with the fact that physically a lot of actors are kind of working in the same the same spaces the same areas they have those abilities to interact with each other whereas you know if you're you're in a metal band or you're in any kind of band really you're seeing your other musicians on 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 tour on festivals or whatever like it's you're not you're not all working out of out of hollywood or out of vancouver and like you would in a in a film industry position so i think it's it's tough to almost overcome that kind of um the detrimental aspects of that individualism and that atomization but on the other hand to go back to the technology factor that's also giving us those tools to potentially build those relationships like i'm talking to you today oh for sure Uh, 
and maybe develop more of that kind of like, hey, you know, this is this law or this bill or this economic choice is going to badly affect musicians. Like, for example, the um, the visa laws in the U.S. right now are very detrimental to Canadians. Right. Or a lot of other touring bands, but it's, you know, it's it's pretty tough, even as an American, to organize people to get your government to back down. It's even even more difficult for non-Americans to try to do the same thing to the U.S. government. So it's uh, it's 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 a challenge, and I I think that the first step is like as as you suggest is recognizing there's a problem and that we're kind of if the actors are doing this, we're we're probably going to be next, right? So right. It's, it's it's tough. Yeah. Well, yeah, and there have been musicians who have stood up and and you know stood up against things like. Uh, Prince and Garth Brooks and and Eagles and, and such to where you can't get their music on certain platforms like YouTube yeah. and such and you know it it's and when it does get put up it almost immediately gets yanked back down again type shit because and then it's tough there's always the tension of like you you know you want to have the wider audience you want to have people listening to you but you want to be getting kind of the do the revenue and the do the do yeah. essentially the the wage for your labor. <laughs> right. Yes, absolutely. And you know, it's just things are changing <laughs> and they're yeah. weird, man. So, it is that's honestly that is probably one of the best summaries I've heard of the recent state of the world is things are changing and they're weird, man. <laughs> yeah, right. Ahead, <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, what does the word invention mean to you? Invention? Huh. Oh, that's that's tough. I think, like, well, obviously you have the physical thing of, like, you know, coming up with, like, ah, uh, like, I don't know, my, my uncle tried to invent uh, these flip-flops that have a towel on the back of them, and if you step out of the hot tub and walk with them, it, like, cleans cleans the water trail so like that's an invention but i think the word invention to me it would be more of an abstract thing of like you know like the creating something new and coming up with new ideas and sure that can be like a physical item like the walk and mop sandals or that can be like you know let's let's throw a sack <laughs> that sounds like a 3 a.m infomercial yeah the walk and mop sandals I, I, <laughs> I shouldn't. Uh, I, I I should have talked to him before I I brought this up. As, uh, oh but shit! Yeah, yeah, he was on Dragon's Den for it, and they, from what I recall, they weren't a big fan of the walk and mop, which sucks because I think it's a fucking great idea. You know? <laughs> because metalheads are all carnies at heart, and that's a carny gift. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. My <laughs> <laughs> invention to me would mean like just uh, you know the desire to create something that no one's ever heard before or to contribute something some sort of statement out there right like I, I I wouldn't necessarily consider Tower Hill the most inventive band because it's a lot of it is is tribute and reimagination and um, the style is not something that's that's novel but I think it's it's inventive in that we're we're putting out music that uh, obviously they're all new songs. <laughs> no one's put them out before because we created them. Right. But it's inventive in that we're kind of uh, you're paying homage to yeah metal of the past and to and to metal metal bands that wouldn't have really like necessarily interacted. Right. Like I feel we've got like we've got a big running wild influence on there, but there's also some stuff that 
it draws more from uh from american sort of power metal like like riot or uh, omen kind of just in terms right. of the, the riffing style on it and that's it, I, I guess I'd like to think it's it's inventive. And on some of the stuff we're working on for the next next album, like down the road, like we we do have a couple of songs that are more more prog and progressive and sort of their flavor and stuff. But I think Hashtag part of album title if you're, from a musical perspective, if you're being inventive, you're it, you're not you can't just pursue like weirdness for the sake of being weird, right? Like you gotta it's gotta sound good. <laughs> people, right. You gotta you gotta drag people in. Definitely. And uh, like I said, hashtag album title uh, down the road. That's a good one. Tower Hill down the road. Yeah. What was that? uh, Shit, I'm blanking on. There was a, never mind. (laughs) Carry on. (laughs) Yeah. See, it it, it works. It it, it works. Uh, Which this is, we're going to go dark here. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. Uh, So on the legal side of things here, which murderer do you think could have, quote, been somebody if they didn't go down their dark path? Oh, fuck. Well, that's, uh, I got to go with Ted Bundy. I knew it. Yeah, that dude. I knew it. I don't know how many, like, alternate history things I've read where it's like, what if Ted Bundy just, like, ran for the Republican nomination? It's like... You know, I think if that guy directed his energy to other shit, he probably would have still probably would have ended up killing a lot of people. Let's be real, but in a completely different way. Exactly. You know, I like a, a President Bundy would have had a very horrible death count. Let's let's be real. So maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and then maybe and then you could still have James Hetfield arrest him. Yeah. That's I. That's what I think. I like it. It's it's yeah. It's tough because when you see like, I was watching this movie. Uh, what was it? Oh, the house that Jack built is a Lars von Trier movie. I was watching it last night, but uh, I fell asleep halfway through. Uh, I was really tired, but it was a good movie. It just the thing is, this guy is just so meticulous. It's like man, like if you put this amount of effort into any other thing than killing people, like. You could have you could have done a lot better yourself, right? Definitely, yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh. Also, Charles Manson probably too. Even though I don't think he killed anybody personally, but if he had like, oh, had, had just been like, like a social rights activist or something, yeah. <laughs> Pardon? Uh, had he been like a social rights activist or something like that, yeah, rather or than something, a fucking right or like Jim Jones or whatever. I think all those guys. There's that kind of like that thin line that some of the tread where it's like, okay, like you could use your, your persuasiveness for, for good, but you just end up using it for the most fucked up things. possible. Right. And I will honestly say that I am a dirt bag and I love a good Jim Jones stay hydrated meme in the summer. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, question number four, what, yo, are your f- top three favorite '90s movies? Oh gosh, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think. I, to be honest, I don't watch a lot of '90s movies. Um, I am very much like a, a '70s '80s guy. Let me okay. try to think. Um, did the Fifth Element come out in the '90s? That's it a did. '90s film, right? I fucking love the Fifth Element. That's a that's a great film. Uh, very good. I just love how like over the top and and cheesy kind of the uh, 
the the elements of it are um the flying cars are really sick so that'd be that'd be up there um yeah i know uh not a really big 90s guy mm. uh titanic is like the iconic one but that's i wouldn't really consider that like a good movie right <laughs> <I don't> know. <laughs> you know i think titanic started the um uh, edutainment genre oh yeah you know where it's like a, a, it's a historical uh, situation with a love story intertwined with it. Like oh, okay. uh, Pearl Harbor was the same way. Sick fucking movie, 1992, split second, uh, starring Rutger Hauer. Ooh, very, yeah, very good movie. Yeah, it's like uh, kind of like a Blade Runner esque thing, but it's got a little bit of like paranormal stuff going on with it and he's he's super badass it's it's awesome big uh big fan of that i love any any sort of like noirish cop thing is, is demolition man is that 90 that that's is a 90s film, right that's that a is. banger that's a good one yeah oh yeah all right so hell yeah man uh demolition man uh fucking uh uh the fifth element split and, second Rutger and split Hauer. second fuck and, yeah uh, dude fucking uh Fifth Element. That's that's just classic. Definitely, oh, man. My cat's here, buddy. What's that? I said my cat's here. <laughs> oh hell yeah! Um, all right, so we have one more question, but all before, right, but before we get into it, as always, links are listed below. So please give a like, a share, and a follow. Go find these guys on Bandcamp, YouTube, everywhere, dude. Go uh, go buy merch. Do whatever it is to help support the scene because that's what it's fucking all about. And I love sharing new bands with all of you listeners out there. And uh, dude, do you have anybody you want to give shout outs to today? Oh, fuck. Yeah. I have like a, a lot of people I'd give shout outs to. We could be here all day. I uh, definitely got a shout out. Um, I'm going to say my, my buddies in chamber mage, great fucking band. Love I em. think they're from Denver, super sick, uh, similar kind of vibe, except a bit more like, more like Epic metal, if that makes sense. Um, they were on Stormbringer this year. Uh, big things coming up for them. For really sure. Stupid. They're on the Volume 1 uh, CD of the Metal Forge sampler. Oh, no way. Dope. I love that. Good. Yep. There you go. Yeah. No props to those dudes. Big fans. Uh, got a shout out Riot City. Uh, we we're label mates with them. They gave us a ton of advice on how to kind of like get the ball rolling in terms of recording, in terms of uh, like promoting the band, getting it out there. Uh, helped us get a lot of gig opportunities here in the area. Big fans, those dudes, great stuff. I think they just played Bakken quite recently, so really fucking cool. Uh, big, uh, big career movement for them that I love to see. Uh, gotta also shout out my pals in Power Paladin from Iceland, one of the best up and coming new power metal bands. Uh, I think they're on Atomic Fire Records, which is super dope for them. Huge fans. Uh, last gig, I saw pictures of them. They were repping a Tower Hill shirt. So big thanks to my man, Atlee, for repping the Tower Hill stuff. Super cool. Uh, obviously, got to shout out the label. Thank you, No Remorse. We're uh, super pumped to get this album out. And thanks for all your, your support and your patience and uh, getting this beast and this baby out on the way there. And yeah, I think that's that's about it. Of course, uh, shout out to yourself, Mark. Oh, really man. appreciate Thank the opportunity. You, 
come on here and have this chat. It was a good time. Hell yeah. And absolutely. Shout outs to you and everybody else, though. Uh, hell yeah, man. Awesome bands. You know, uh, you mentioned Chamber Mage, obviously, on the Metal Forge Volume 1, Riot City. Uh, fucking rad-ass band, you know. Uh, their drummer uh, has some of the best quotes on, that I've ever played back on the Metal oh, Forge. Yeah. <laughs> Good guy. <laughs> Love that dude. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Uh, Jake Grease. Uh, Greasy Grace so, uh, goes to oh, space yeah, yeah. on Instagram. Uh, Got the good Instagram account. Toss that fucker a follow. Awesome no account. shit, dude. He is hilarious. He is such a great follow. So oh, yeah. And like, like I said, his his uh, handle is Greasy Grace goes to space. Goes to and, space. And it's so fucking funny because like anytime there is something that he does that rhymes with his name, I immediately rhyme it and send it to him. Like he was holding a bass one day, and I said, "Greasy Grace plays a bass." <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's like a, a, a weird. He's a weird metal Doctor Seuss character. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> but that's that's what makes metal fun, right? Are those those characters like that, right? Like there's there's so many of them, and you know, if, I think if, you, if you're one of the characters, you're 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 good, right? Also, right. gotta shout out my man Tommy in North Carolina. Uh, he's got a sick fucking band called Oblivion Throne. Uh, full support to that guy. You know, got to, got to hang out with him at uh, Texas for the first time in years. Uh, hope we can play together sometime soon, man. Shout out to you, buddy. Definitely shout out to them because my band Overload is playing with them at Steel and Stone Seven this year. Oh shit, dude, that's awesome! <laughs> <laughs> Which was just announced a few days ago. So nice. by by our recording of they're, this, they're great. Really, really good. Uh, I don't know if it was an EP or a demo. Again, like I'm saying, like whatever. The the release they put out this year was spectacular. Really cool. Oh fuck like, yeah! Reminded me of, like Black Thrash with like a little hint of like J Power kind of X Japan loudness vibe to it. Super super fucking cool. Great oh, little demo tape. Uh, or EP. <laughs> dude, every band on that bill is awesome. You know, uh, fucking uh, All Hell, Temptations, Wings, uh, Overload, Oblivion Throne, Very good band. Uh, Children of the Reptile, and Twisted Tower. I Dyer. love Children of the Reptile. That That's one of my favorites from this year so far. I yeah. Oh, up. it's a great fucking album. That's a fucking great, great album. They did that one. I don't know if you saw that one. It was a bad photo they did. And it's like the three guys with like their cars and then the one dude with like his fucking like mobility scooter. Yeah. <laughs> it was the sickest promo <laughs> photo I've ever seen. So dope. Fuck yeah, dude. That's so rad. <laughs> I love I love those guys, you know, and oh, and, and shout awesome. out obviously yeah, awesome. to Jason. That's on you guys. And, and definitely right. shout out to Jason Gardner. Uh, everybody knows who he is from the heavy metal wasteland uh, segment and uh, the okay. Mudhorn and the Alehorn and the other Flamekeeper podcasts because um, of promoting Steel and Stone Fest. So fuck yeah. Steel and Stone Fest. Okay, I got to look that up. Maybe get on the radar there. Yes, absolutely. This is their seventh year. So. Oh, Nashville. Sick. Asheville. Asheville, <laughs> North Carolina, yeah. Not Nashville. Shit, they got Twisted Tower Dyer on this? Yes, no. in their only oh, only performance this year. That is a crazy lineup. Holy. Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. So, dude, final question, Mr. 
RF trainer of the day. <laughs> if you could transport a raging, furious elephant to any one point in history, where would you put it? Oh my God, that's, a, <laughs> that's an interesting question. <laughs> Let me think on that for a moment. No. Fucking nuts. And obviously, oh. I'm going to say there's one point in history that everybody would do it, so that's disqualified. What is that? Before Hitler. Oh, Everybody shit. would do that. Everybody would do that. So you can't I choose would, that because that's the obvious cop-out. I'm trying to think. I think it would have been interesting to put the elephant right before... Lincoln's assassination <laughs> and see what would have happened with that. Wow. Then, you know, maybe maybe he dies by elephant <laughs> instead of by gunshot wound. But I think that would have been interesting to see what could have happened if like he had been able to survive and like continue the reconstruction and shit like that and where kind of like American history and by a tangent like world history would have sort of ended up. I I have a perfect answer for this as well. Oh yeah, what yeah. Are you what if there's the what if the elephant is already there and I just choose the point in time when it rages? Oh shit, Topsy. <laughs> what Topsy? Are you not is familiar? That the elephant that got killed. Uh, yes, T- Topsy is the elephant that got killed from Thomas Edison testing electricity. Oh shit. Yo, and then potentially electricity never would have existed because the elephant would have like killed him before he could have done it. No, but I mean, <laughs> but, but we would all be living on Tesla energy now. Yeah. Oh yeah, that would be a much much better world. Yeah. So boom, I just fucking fixed everything. <laughs> fixed global inequality with one elephant. <laughs> and That's it wasn't crap. even from Dumbo Drop. <laughs> That horrible 90s movie. <laughs> oh, you could do a change a lot of shit with one, the power of like one elephant. Oh, right? yeah. Like, yeah. Like, you know, I mean, a certain, a certain hotel franchise in 2016, uh, in November of 2016. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's say, let's leave it at that. Uh, dude. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on to the Metal Forge this week. This has been a fucking blast. So much fun. You know, uh, really great, great chats. Uh, nice to nice to meet you. Happy to, to pump the band a little bit, give some shout-outs. Awesome time. You know, um, we'll definitely keep you guys posted as the album's coming out there. And, uh, yeah, any any other any other questions, always feel free to give us a shout. We're uh, happy to, always happy to chat. Hell, yeah. And, obviously, uh, on our way out today, uh, because it's fighting spirits, because that's all what we have right now. What do you want to play out? Oh man, I, I gotta go with the claws the lock. That's, that's, that's <laughs> yes, the yeah, that's the one everybody loves. Let's let's give it to them. You know, <laughs> every every time I see this title, I immediately think of like uh, Fritz von Eric in the in the Texas wrestling fucking thing, going the claw, the claw. You know, <laughs> so my, my thought process with this was like, you know, every, there's been so many metal songs about drinking beer. There's been so many metal songs about just like drinking whiskey and tequila, swords and tequila, all that shit, right? Like, let's do one about like the least metal drink that still fucking rocks and like it, fucking white claw. Fuck yeah. 
<laughs> Here it is. The claw is the law. Yeah. In 2017, one man's vision 
and passion for all things metal started out as a record store in his house. Years later, the fight against a mainstream empire continues as Shade Beast. An independent metal collective and online store based in Athens, Georgia, is the world's premier heavy metal brand for music heads that value authenticity over the mainstream acceptance. Featuring original t-shirts from some of the best underground artists, as well as stickers, posters from the Shade Beast Presents concert series. Unique, one-of-a-kind collectibles and small curated selection of vinyl and cassettes from the masters old and new. Visit ShadeBeast.com and enter promo code SITHLORD for free domestic shipping on your first order, whether you're a new customer or returning. And be sure to join the Shade Beast social groups on Facebook and the interwebs to keep up with the new release announcements and talk all things metal and Star Wars. You'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and filth. Welcome to the night. You think you know Night Demon? Then the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast is for you. Step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented, all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon. We're talking band history, song analysis, studio anecdotes, stories from the road. It's everything a diehard Night Demon fan could want and more. This is the only place to learn the inside scoop the deep dive trivia, the untold tales from the band members themselves and those closest to the Night Demon story. Need more? The sacred Night Demon crypt will be pried open to reveal demo recordings that have never before seen the light of day, all with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine, a treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts. Since 2013, there has been a calling from the underground, from the graves of all those unholy, and they decided to make a zine to talk about all of this. Soul Grinder Zine! An independent metal zine to keep you informed on all things metal and horror from the underground. Available in both print and digital formats, they're bringing you the best interviews and reviews out there today. Not only do they do the zine, but they also do compilation CDs. Check them out at facebook.com soulgrinder.zine and start your subscription now. Hey everybody, let me tell you about the new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Unchained Tapes. They're an independent Pennsylvania tape label. They focus on extreme metal and punk with a killer approach to the tape scene. Visit their web store at unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com now to get your fill of tapes. And for being a Metal Forge listener, enter the code METALFORGE10 at checkout to get a 10% discount on your total purchase. That's unchainedtapes.com. 
thebigcartel.com. What's up, Metal Forge fans? This is Alan Bishop, the alchemist of Indiana's Black Forest and head distiller at Spirits of French Lick. Do you find yourself drawn to the unexplained, fascinated by the Fortean, or enchanted by the paranormal? If the things that go bump in the night resonate in your mind, then tune into my brand new podcast, If You Have Ghosts, You Have Everything. Featuring first-hand accounts, collected stories, interviews, history, and speculation related to all things not of this world. Available now on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and more. Set back, relax, and remember, if you have ghosts, you have everything. Hey, let me tell you guys about Mercenary Press. They're an independent London label and distributor of all things metal. Mercenary Press delivers the goods from their own independent zine. Trust me, you're going to want to get in on that. To distributing various bands from all over the world, including Cramp from Spain and Sadistic Force from Texas. Visit mercenarypress.bigcartel.com to find out what all they have in stock and what you can order. And for Metal Forge listeners, enter code MetalForge10 to receive a discount on your total purchase at mercenarypress.bigcartel.com. Check it out now. Hey, Metalheads, it's with great pleasure I get to tell you guys about a new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Ageless Art, New Albany. After 20 years of owning and operating Ageless Art in Clarksville, Indiana, Phil Garrett had a vision for a new type of tattoo studio, something that is clean and modern, sleek, refined, inviting. And he's done just that with Ageless Art in New Albany. You can find it at 2736 Charlestown Road, New Albany, Indiana, 47150. Business hours are Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sundays are 12 to 6. All sessions are appointment only, so give them a call and go get you some new ink. Or if it's your first time, go get your first one, baby. Maxwell's House of Music in Jeffersonville, Indiana is the premier 12,500 square foot music superstore that has served both Southern Indiana and Louisville, Kentucky metro area for over four decades. Originally founded by Marvin and Beverly Maxwell in the 70s, this gym remains a Maxwell family-owned business. Mark Maxwell, along with his business partner, Whitney McNichol, continued the reputation as being the national resource for all things music. In 2022, the iconic Guitar Emporium of Louisville relocated to Maxwell's Music, creating the largest independently owned showroom in the region. The retail offerings at Maxwell's Music includes a huge selection of guitars, basses, amplifiers, effects pedals, modeling amps, keyboards, drums, banjos, mandolins, ukuleles, sound systems, stage lighting equipment, and accessories. 
The music education program at Maxwell's is second to none. From private instrument and voice lessons to DJ, EDM, recording, songwriting, and music theory, to rock school, weekend warriors, and Maxwell's Music Lab, there is something for every age and every ability level. Down in repair land, guitar and instrument repairs and refurbishment are taken care of by the Maxwell's team of expert guitar technicians and luthiers. They also do appraisals of instruments as well. Maxwell's offers installations for professional audio, visual, and lighting systems for schools, churches, clubs, VFWs, funeral homes, sports fields, and so much more. There's also rentable space at Maxwell's, from the music practice and rehearsal rooms for the individuals and bands, all the way to a meeting space and concert venue that seats up to 120. That also includes a professional audio, visual, and lighting system and a sound booth. Maxwell's has it all. All this plus original functioning 1947 recording booth to make your own record. Go to the Guitar Hero Throne, to the very own Elvis statue, and don't forget the Harmony Green Pocket Park. There's a reason the Maxwell's House of Music in Jeffersonville, Indiana has been recognized by the National Association of Music Merchants as a number one award-winning best store design, as well as top 100 music store year after year. You gotta see it to believe it. Maxwell's House of Music in Jeffersonville, Indiana. (laughs) 